Okay, final thing, and then I am going to turn us back to the interview. Okay. Did you notice that we have matching outfits on today? Nice. Cool. Oh, shit, you've also got the full shirt. Yeah, I do. I'm not going to show you this shirt because it's sheer and I'm not wearing a bra because I stopped wearing a bra, but... It happens. Um, I wouldn't want to shake up your day by seeing an ex's nipples. Um, oh, no. <laughs> Welcome to Work in Progress. I'm your host, Delaney Swan. Today, I'm interviewing Ben Caldwell, who's a very dear friend and senior at Davidson College in North Carolina, studying writing and painting. We talk about his future as a middle school teacher, his family, and his art. So I hope you enjoy. are you? <laughs> My name is Ben Caldwell. I go to Davidson College in Davidson, North Carolina. It's uh, it's named after the town. Um, I am a senior, soon to graduate, soon to be a middle school English teacher. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what else is what 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 else about me? I'm 22. I'm from Chattanooga, Tennessee. And what kind of art do you make? I make music and I draw and I paint. Right now, okay. painting has taken over drawing. Oh. Didn't see that one coming. Um, yeah. And how do we know each other? Uh, we dated for several years in high school. <laughs> Um, and then and we were a little on bit and off for several years after that in in college. Correct, correct. We were huh? we were good for a bit, and then bad for a bit, and then and then good for a bit, and then bad for a bit. Now we're good again. <laughs> How exciting! Yeah, um. I, <laughs> we we have reached comfortable. <laughs> it took a bit, but yeah, it did. It is. It's fun though. It's fun to have reached comfortable. I'm known for it. Yeah, it's a good gig. Um, it's a it's a good gig. It works for us. Um, that it do. You know, like like couples that break up and then start bands together. Yes. Um. I feel like we're like we're not going to start a band together, but we're that kind of couple. I, or like you know, we broke it up and it's not going to happen. But like, there could be a band. But there could be a band, yeah. Yeah, agreed. Cool. Um. So um. So I'm talking. We're t- thinking about like your early life, like what happened, like what happened in your childhood that led you to like focusing on art and like creativity in your career I mean obviously you're going to be a middle school teacher and that's not necessarily an artistic career but like I imagine that art will always be a part of your life um so do you have like an early memory of making art I think my earliest memory of actually making art was I know, like, I know it happened earlier than this, but 
actual memory, I think was elementary school. I had a really great teacher and I, I made this self-portrait that maybe in kindergarten that I thought was just photorealistic and I was so proud of it. Um, it wasn't, but it is hanging on my mom's wall and I think she is now more proud of it than I am. But yeah, I think it was kindergarten. Okay, kindergarten. Um, do I know that your siblings are both pretty artistic and like musically talented and everything. Was that just like an expectation in your house? Was like you are gonna like spend time um, on art? I don't think so. Um, my parents didn't really push us in any particular direction, but besides just work as hard as possible and feel bad if you're not doing that. Uh, <laughs> but my sister is probably the best artist I know personally, and my brother is way better at guitar than me. Uh, so I think I've tried to take after both of them. Yeah. Do you think you started being into art because of them or what, where do you think it started? It was probably them. Um, hard to say, hard to say where, uh, but I, I also think that my elementary school art teacher was huge. I also had an elementary school music teacher, um, but I did not like that class. And I said, I will never do music. And then it took me until maybe high school to actually care about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you remember about your elementary school art teacher? Um, really encouraging. Uh, kind of a chiller, but also just had like a, she had like a straightforward harshness to her which I associate with not the South. I think she was from Florida though, but I don't Florida's think Florida counts. Yeah. yeah. It's not, it, yeah, it's its own, it's its own thing. Um, I, I don't know about, I, th I think I may have seen it as harshness back then, but I think it's just straightforwardness. Uh, there were a couple of teachers else. who were, say what? Because everyone else in your life was really into, uh, not being harsh in any way, shape, or form, just being like absolutely Southern fig nice. <laughs> correct. Correct. Yeah. I had a couple teachers in that school who I think at some points may have like accidentally made me cry just by being themselves. Uh, and I was in, I was in elementary school, but there were a couple moments where I was like, Oh shit. I really just got, you know, come after uh, but when I look back, those teachers were probably the most influential and made me want to be a teacher. So. A teacher. Oh. Um, <laughs> early childhood art interests. I know that this interview is okay. I just thought of this, but like, I know that this interview is actually going to be much more difficult than the other interviews that I've been doing because most other people have really distinct memories of their childhoods. And, and I don't, and you don't. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a problem. I think even most of my memories of childhood are probably just false memories that I have like a story that somebody 
told you, yeah. Yeah, and I've gotten back from photos and etc. Yeah. Oh, I write too. I forgot about that. That's art. <laughs> that's like my main thing. That's your main thing. Yeah, that's how I got my job and etc. But it, I, mean, I don't think of it as art. It is. I mean, I, it, it's weird. It's weird. Like yeah. music and I mean, it's it's a BFA when you get a like a when you go to, when you get a creative writing degree, it's a BFA. But like, yeah. but is it? Like, I don't know. I feel like in- with English and stuff, there's just so much, there is so much like learning that's so random that you have, to, not random, but just like with painters, they learn how to paint. They learn how to make paint. They learn color theory. They learn art history. With English, like you basically have to know philosophy, history, like um, a little bit of political science, if that's your leaning and then, um, like, years and years and years and years and years of, like, just, like, reading everything. Um, that doesn't feel like art, you know? That feels like I'm cramming knowledge into my brain so that someday I, like, so that I'm, like, more literate than other people. But also someday I can just, like, draw on that and make something else of it. Right, right. I don't know. Is that a false distinction? It doesn't feel like one. and Because, I mean, in a lot of ways... I think for, for painting, like I've, I've read, I'm in a painting class right now and we're reading books for it. Even like books that aren't related to painting. Like I'm reading nausea. Oh, get ready for this. It's going to be douchey. I'm reading nausea by Jean-Paul Sartre right now. Um, and he doesn't talk about painting at all in that book, but he just like, I really like the way he describes a tree root which is somehow relates to painting in my head. Um, okay. So you don't, so you think that that probably is a false dis- like distinction, like all art kind of bleeds into each other. I think so. I think it's, it's not necessarily kind of pulling at the same strings in your head. Um, because I know I definitely feel very different doing those things and I think playing guitar I feel playing guitar and painting are a lot closer together for me than writing is and going to the art building to paint and having way too many hours per week for whatever my art class is for the last four years has been specifically to escape from my other schoolwork and now all of my other schoolwork is focused around writing So I feel like if one is an escape from the other, then it can't be a totally false distinction. Okay. I don't know if that made sense. I think, I mean, it's funny. I mean, I haven't, I actually, like none of the other people that I've talked to are involved in more than one medium or like even more than one like discipline, really. Um. And so it, it is, like, kind of an interesting to think about, like, what the boundaries of those things are, you know? Obviously, like, product is, like, the obvious answer, but, like, what characterizes them and what 
makes you a writer versus makes you a painter versus makes you like a musician. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. Where do you feel like you're the distinction in like, do you feel like you have different identities in those three things or is it all the same for you? Um, I mean, for me to a, to a large extent, music is lyric writing. Um, and I've gotten more toward like, oh, this is an interesting sound I can make. And I find it harder to write lyrics lately because I think that's because I think it's because I'm writing for other things. And a lot of the lyrics I'll write or I would write would be like, oh, the world's going to end. And now all of my writing is about that. So my lyrics have to be about something else. And I don't have a ton else to write about. <laughs> I, uh, and then for painting, a lot of my painting is political too. So it's it's kind of difficult to put a beat on. I forgot the exact question. Like, do you, <laughs> do you think that you have different, like, I, I said identity and but I think what I was trying to say is like do you feel different when you make like the three different kinds of art that you make yes and um, how, yeah how how do you feel different for for painting I think it's easier for me to kind of get into I call it flow it's kind of a I don't know. I think that's a cliche at this point. Every but, single person that I've talked to has talked about flow. Yeah. I, I think it's easier for me to get there while painting. And I think with guitar, it's uh, I'll more often just practice something that I know really well just because I like the sound of it. Um, and with writing, it's it starts to feel a lot like work. Um, I do enjoy my finished painting and music products a lot more than I enjoy my own writing because I spend so much time thinking about my writing and a lot less time thinking about art or music. So by the time I finish a piece of writing, I've thought about it so much that I hate it and probably won't like it again for another like two years. Even if I'm told that it's good, I'm like, oh, great. I hate it. I think there's there's like a few pieces of writing that I've ever written that I will kind of go back to and read again because I like them. But I've realized with music specifically, like I had I had this idea I have maybe ten or fifteen songs recorded. Most of them don't have lyrics because I can't sing. Um, and I need to figure out I listen to a lot of bands. I'm really rambling, so stop me whenever. I listen to a lot of bands where the lead singers can't sing, and I love those types of music, but they all have a voice, and I don't yet because it was like it was like a guitar song that I can't play. I was like, oh, if I can't sing, then I'll, I'll figure that out some other time. So I still haven't figured out how to not be able to sing and have a voice. But anyway, back to my point. In terms of finished products that I enjoy... Music is the one thing where, like, I, I've realized that I'm just making things that I want to listen to. So I just listen to my own music. 
it's like, so beautifully I, douchey. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Have you have you seen the Donald Glover has a stand up yeah. special? Yeah. I was thinking yeah. about that as you were saying it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I just walk around and listen to my own music, and I'm like, oh, that's good. I like that. <laughs> Who made this show? I love this. <laughs> And, and with with painting, it depends on the painting. If I like it at the end, then I would hang it on a wall. I think I go into most things with the idea that I want to be able to hang it on the wall. With a lot of stuff, I just want to impress myself. And, and I think that's a little bit healthier than wanting to impress other people, but probably still not the exact right outlook. But it's something. Yeah. Identity. Cynicism. All of them. A little <laughs> bit less in music. But my art and writing is usually extremely cynical. And my writing has to be slightly less cynical because the reader can recognize that it's cynical immediately. And then they'll just turn against you. Um, so... I'd say painting is probably the most cynical medium I have that can probably appear the least cynical. Except a lot of my paintings are just knifing canvases and stuff. Do you, um, I think it's pretty clear that you enjoy the medium of like, like painting the most out of the three things that you do. Um, you enjoy like the process the most. Do you think it's because you don't have to like police your own cynicism while you're doing it? Or do you think it's, it is really truly about like the process? Probably somewhere in between or those are, or those are very similar for me. Um, I realized right recently, well, we have to like write some sort of artist statement every week. Um, and I realized while writing one of those artist statements uh, that had to do with like planning for what we were going to do in the future, that I just don't like planning a painting because if I go in with a plan, I will probably not be able to follow through on it either because I'm not skilled enough or I get bored. If I get bored or, or I'll have a different idea that just strikes me while I'm painting and I'll want to do that instead and be disappointed that I, came up with this bad idea at the beginning and now I can't use a better one. But I think the process is most of it for me. Um, and I have realized that I don't like to plan ahead at all, which is against most of the rules. I also, I don't think about the meaning of my paintings very much. I just try and figure out what they mean afterward. And the more you talk about the meaning of a painting, the more pretentious you start to sound. Which, <laughs> so I don't like to think about that. Uh, but yeah, like if I, I made a painting last semester that was a beached whale made out of trash, which I think is pretty cynical and <laughs> pretty straightforward. Um, I like being sarcastically heavy-handed 
handed, heavy handed. Uh, yeah, I, um, I had a, I had a drawing, I think last year where it was, it was, it was a bald Eagle just like bleeding profusely. It's left wing has been cut off and it's just spraying blood everywhere. And instead of having white in the background, I just wrote in really small letters, Oh God, Oh fuck. Oh God. Oh fuck. Oh God. Oh fuck. And, uh, I think my professor hated it, but I spent a lot of time on it. So he didn't really have a choice, but to give me a decent grade. It's like, I know that you've been here for like 800 hours writing. Oh God, oh fuck, oh God, oh fuck, oh God, oh fuck. <laughs> and so I must give you an A, although the work that you're making is disgusting and I hate it. Yeah. Mm. I have mm. a, little, uh, a little drawing back there that says, just drew it in marker on shitty paper. But it took me like 30 hours and it says I am an internet explorer on it. And it has a bunch of like vaporwave stuff. I made it as soon as we started taking online classes. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Sorry, I'll let you I'll let you talk again. I'm so sorry. No, I've enjoyed I, I've enjoyed it so much. Um, I'm usually the talker. I <clears throat> I talk. Me. Um, <laughs> I am the protagonist. I am the protagonist in everyone else's story. It's really nice to be a side character for a second here. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, I have, you know, I have the, the list of questions, but what do you think? What were we talking about just before this? What were you, what was your rambling about? Oh, yes. I remember what I was going to say. So you've always made, I like really only think that you've ever made a piece of art that was like, I've only read one thing that you've ever made that was extremely personal. Um, that was extremely what? Personal. That was about like yeah. life experiences that you had. And it was good. Oh, the, the one where I didn't really know how to write yet and both of the characters were me. And both of the characters are you, but also somewhat they were also they were also me a little bit, which was disturbing to read. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was that was uh, it's probably a rough send during that period in our friendship. <laughs> she just waited on that one. No, I asked for it, and you're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, don't read into this. And then something that literally happened to us was in there. And he's like, oh. It was just because I didn't know how to write yet. It's okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's good. I only write about things that happened to me. So you've only ever made work that's like really personal to you like a couple of times. In my memory, you probably remember work that's like, like – personal experience more than I do, but, um, most of your commentary is political. Do you know why you're able to like separate your own experience from your art? I think in a lot of ways I was doing it unintentionally. Um, and once I started kind of actually 
caring about politics. There was, I think there was a long period of my life where it was kind of for fun. That's, and I think that's the wrong word for it, but at a certain level of privilege, political investment is Instagram investment, you know? Um, but yeah, at a certain point I started actually caring about it and like working on people's political campaigns to the extent that I could during a pandemic. And earlier than that, like protests and shit. And I think at that point, politics and personal became very similar things. Um, but before that, I think a lot of the political art was just to kind of figure myself out. Um, I had a big political shift a very long time ago. And after that shift, I could identify my politics, but had never had any chance to exercise them or do anything with them. And I think up until I had the chance to do something political, a lot of my art was just like, where am I at again? Like, how do I, where am I facing? (laughs) Um, And I think I've, yeah, politics and personal have become more connected. uh, Especially as, I don't know, since working on all of those political campaigns, all of which failed because they were progressive candidates, uh, I've become more cynical and my writing and painting when it's political is all very cynical. Uh, so I'm trying to work on that. Um, so I, no, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. So I guess they're not entirely separate anymore, but I've also delved a little deeper into personal stuff lately. Yeah. Um, even if it shows up on a canvas and it's like, this is a bunch of scraps of paper and like poured paint and just blobs. It, do, it does come from a personal place. Oh, okay. Well, that, that does actually change the question that I was going to ask next, but, um, You, I don't want to reveal too much. You come from a, from a political family. Correct. (laughs) And specifically a single character in your family is extremely political. Um, do you think the reason that you were, the art that you created or the art that you create and then the art that you created, you were able to focus so obsessively on it was because the deviance from their political beliefs informed like your identity to such a large degree. I've just learned something about myself. That was a good question. Yes. (laughs) I mean, I guess I I, kind of, like, I I know that deep down, like, 
part of the reason politics is such a huge thing for me is because I think I have a lot of residual anger. <laughs> um, but I hadn't considered in a huge way why it's actually so personal. Um, yes. Is it to elaborate? There's a, there's a lot of like a lot of my art and a lot of my work that I just won't show my family. Like if they ask for it, sure. But then I'll be sending them like a 40 page short story about runaway capitalism. And yeah, like I, I was kind of explaining my, my honors thesis to my mom she was like, oh, well, where are the happy endings? Like, where, like, why aren't there any happy stories? <laughs> I'm like, no. No, the story literally starts and she's skimming oil off of the tide to cook with. <laughs> Not to put in the food, to put under the food so they can yeah, eat it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, I, did, like, I did have to think about it, but I got you. Yeah. I think with my parents, they just, they just don't see it going that way. <laughs> and they're blind. <laughs> yeah. Wake up sheeple. Sheeple. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like there's a lot of, I just don't think they'd be interested. And I think it would start an argument that I'm at this point, I don't know if I'm interested in having. You do you see yourself always being a middle school English teacher? No. Uh, I don't know what exactly I see myself being after that. I think I would like to be hopefully a professor, but that's also, it takes a long time and it's a lot of hard work that I don't really want to do yet. Um, so it's a, it's a resume builder to an extent. I do think probably the most effective form of political action is wow this is about to come out pretty uh pretty corpus speak i do think the most effective form of political action is like solving educational inequity because i think hitting people right at the beginning of their lives with wow you can do this and you can get invested is the most like the most important way to get people invested and convince them that they can do this um, and uh, like a lot of that is, is predicated on believing that there will be a future, <laughs> which I would very much like to believe. I think, I don't think I would go into teaching otherwise. Uh, it's just those little moments where I'm researching for my thesis that, uh, convince me that there won't be one. What kind of art did you make when you first realized that art was serious for you? Uh, it was mostly drawings and pen. Um, I would draw, oh, this is how I know it's, it's about process. I would draw just like mandalas because I have, I made like a couple just mandalas without the religious context. It's, I just hate the alternative word for them. They're called Zentangles when they, when they sell them in, in Michael's. And, uh, yeah, that makes me sick. Um, it's a secular mandala. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's a secular mandala. Uh, 
so yeah, that's mostly what I drew. I drew them in pen. I, I made a couple and someone was like, oh, these are neat. Um, so I just kept doing it forever. And I just have a thick stack of papers that I never pull out. I, ju- I just did them and put them put them in the little bag. Did you ever think about shredding them the way that when you build the sand mandala, it just blows away? I have burned one. I think it was selfish, though. I think I was looking for some sort of satisfaction in burning it. And I felt that. And I was like, whatever, I'm just going to overanalyze this. (laughs) So I tried to not think about it. (laughs) And I just put the stuff in the bag. (laughs) I've given given them away. I've given a lot away. Good. Yeah. So... Those didn't have any meaning. It was just you love putting little tiny details in concurrent circles. Yeah, I think if there is a meaning to it, the thing it says about me personally is that I probably could have gone to therapy but worked it out. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I did instead. Ben Caldwell, I have been known to say that I think in some situations – Astrology can be, like, as useful as therapy. Oh, I, I, I think I agree. I, it's just the... Except your astrology had, was making mandalas. What? We've had this conversation, haven't we? Say it again. Uh, the accusatory bit in astrology, where it's just like this, this recursive conversation where you can have with people where you're like, oh, like... It's cool if you're into astrology. I'm glad that it helps you clarify the things that you want and feel. Um, but I don't like it. And then they'll say, oh, that's such a Scorpio thing to say. And then no matter what you say from that point on, you're just a they'll Scorpio. just be like, wow, you're a Scorpio. And then I want to say, no, I have, I have thoughts and a personality. And then they'll be like, wow, what a Scorpio. <laughs> Yeah. Did, um, so the mandalas didn't have process for like it was all process. I think so. Um, and that's I, that, in a way, I think that's my version of that's my art version of making music, where I just want to look at it, and I don't even need to show it to anyone. Unless I'm super proud of it. And I could be like, hey, look at this. And then just take it back and put it in the bag. But I want to hang it on my wall and be like, look at me, me. I'm proud of me. I'm going to tell me about this. Um, I know that there was... <laughs> I know that there was a period of time where you were drawing a lot of animals in circles. Mm. Um, do you have any? Do you have any thoughts on that? Or was that also just a process you just wanted to make it and then you did I think it was probably also a process like I a lot of the stuff I drew was just quietly fan art like there was a there was a full song look I've got the shirt it's called bluebird so I was like I'm gonna draw a bluebird and I was like this is a boring bluebird so I drew a circle around it that being said the silverfish and the chameleon I don't know where they came from 
I think I was trying to get over, get over my fear of silverfish. Which I've done now. It's nice. We killed one today. Um, but yeah, I don't know if there was a deeper meaning in that. I think it was mostly just fan art. When was it all fan art? Was it all actually just fan art? I've made a lot of fan art that doesn't look like fan art and just haven't told anyone. Um, when did art start like having meaning? Like, did it take you being in a college art class to like start ascribing <laughs> like meaning to the things that you were making? I think so. Um, that's like throughout most of high school, the things I was making for class were quietly just some sort of pop culture reference or joke. Uh, and now in college, most of the things I make are still jokes, but they're ones that only I found find funny. Um, uh, so like a lot of it, I'm just joking with myself, but I think in college, I didn't realize until college that my drawing mandalas was just therapy. Before that, I was just doing it. And then I had to look back on it once I thought about the art I was doing in college to be like, oh, escapism, cool, all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, now that I've had to write artist statements, etc., talk about why I'm doing the things that I'm doing, uh, <laughs> I've started to clarify what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah.